here's a message from Ken Lavica. They're standing up for what you believe in, and they're prioritizing their life, and then there's just abject ignorance that leads to you missing out on millions and millions of dollars. This is the tale of two dumbass coaches. Joe Rigotti, play the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Programs. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Ed Orgeron on his way out. Nick Rolovich out. And college football is losing two coaches for two very different reasons, but both could be equally as dumb. In fact, it's a debate. Ken Levick alive on a Tuesday on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. Yes, we are in the Anna John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, right off of the actually fairly comfortable Intracoastal. It was beautiful when I went for my run this morning. That was really, really nice. Captain Competent Joe Rigotti sharing my space, and damn it, do I love it. We're here until 1 o'clock on ESPN 106.3, and... Uh, I want to have a little bit of story time, okay? I want to talk about people that have power and people that feel as if that power entitles them to things, whether it is navigating around laws or avoiding rules that everybody else has to abide by or claiming territory that's not yours or trying to force yourself onto individuals that you have no business being around. This is the tale of both Nick Rolovich, former Washington State head coach, and soon-to-be former LSU head coach, Ed Orgeron. Both of them are either out of a job or about to be out of a job. Last night, Nick Rolovich lost his job Because he refuses to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Ed Orgeron, over the weekend, after beating Florida, it was announced that he and his school were parting ways. Let's start with Ed Orgeron, shall we? Ed Orgeron, who 21 months ago was on the field at the Superdome celebrating a national championship for LSU. Joe Burrow had taken over college football, won the Heisman Trophy. Ed Orgeron is the toast of the Bayou, coming back to his home state and leading his team to a national championship. This is the same Ed Orgeron who had made a name for himself in an interim role at USC after Lane Kiffin got fired, uh, ended up getting some major, major traction there because of the job he did. Someone who had never quite been able to grab on to that full-time Division I head coach opportunity. Just did not get it in the right situation. USC definitely helped. He became a feel-good story. People started rooting for Ed Orgeron, the gravelly voice, the Bayou accent. He was truly someone 
that so many of us got behind. It was great to see Ed Orgeron get an opportunity at LSU. And that opportunity finally came. And he's able to grab Joe Burrow, get him to transfer from Ohio State, come into Baton Rouge, and set the world on fire. Then Ed Orgeron, six weeks after he wins the national championship, for reasons still unbeknownst to those on the outside, separates and then divorces his wife, Kelly. And then it was on. Because at Orgeron, according to The Athletic, a long-ranging piece that came out over the weekend, really good journalism, his priorities turned from football to who he was going to take to bed next, who he was going to take out to dinner next. Pictures started to surface last year of him and blondes in bed together. That's fine, but if you're going to do that, you got to keep the wins coming. And the wins didn't keep coming. In fact, the losses started to mount. And then there's this from The Athletic. This is an excerpt from the article that came out over the weekend. Orgeron's love for women created messes for him, like the time Orgeron pulled up to a woman at a gas station wearing exercise attire. Hey, you look like you work out, he said, according to multiple sources. We could work out together. The woman informed Orgeron she was married and pregnant, to which he responded, why does that matter? The woman was the wife of a high-ranking LSU official. Word of this reached said LSU official and the LSU Board of Supervisors, the collection of prominent Louisiana attorneys and business owners appointed by the governor who make the most important decisions at LSU. And of course, it reached LSU Athletic Director Scott Woodward. Whoops! That's not good. So not only are blondes taking Instagram photos of you in bed with them post-intercourse, you would assume... Oh, Ed Orgeron, he's just so tan and leathery. Blah. Not only do you have that, but you're also not winning football games, and you're hitting on the married pregnant wife of a high-ranking LSU official. Not good, Ed. In fact, that's dumb. So LSU and Ed Orgeron, it became unsustainable because he, according to this report, was also bringing women that he was dating, and their kids to LSU practices, where the kids were being allowed to participate in drills as some sort of experience for the children and some sort of, oh, Ed, you're so good to me, to the women. That's a distraction. That is a distraction. Ed Orgeron will leave LSU at the end of the season. They will pay him a $16.9 million buyout. That's big-time money, but he's also going to be unemployed for being dumb. Then there's Nick Rolovich at Washington State. He of the five-year $15.6 million contract, who before the 2020 season was hired by Washington State, the athletic director there, former FAU athletic director, Pat Chun. Nick Rolovich, tough year last year. In a pandemic, getting your start, not great. This year has overcome tragedy, been able to roll off some wins for Washington State, but one glaring issue that goes all the way back to the spring, and that is that Nick Rolovich did not want to get his COVID-19 vaccine. Made excuses, then stayed silent, didn't want to talk about it, didn't want to address it. 
then Pac-12 media days rolled around. He was the only coach not present because he wasn't allowed, because he wasn't vaccinated, and was the only coach that had to participate via a Zoom call. That became a distraction all season long. Turns out, state of Washington, as of last night, started a vaccine mandate for all state-owned businesses. Guess what Washington State is? It's funded by the state. It is a state institution. That means that Nick Rolovich, if he wants to stay employed, needs to get vaccinated. He went as far as to request a religious exemption. There is nobody in Nick Rolovich's life that could attest to him having some sort of religious belief that would exclude him from getting the vaccine. That's just coward stuff right there. So last night, instead of getting the vaccine, over the last five months, he and four assistants who sat around the Washington State football complex, they just decided, instead of, you know what, let's just get the shot so we can stay employed and make millions of dollars, they decided not to, and now they're out of a job, and it's with cause, which means they don't get paid anything. Nick Rolovich missed out on a $4.3 million buyout. His five-year, $15.6 million contract completely exterminated because he wouldn't get a damn COVID shot. Wouldn't show leadership and get a COVID shot. So now he's out of a job. His family, who knows what happens with them next, these assistant coaches, all booted out the door. Ed Orgeron, Nick Rolovich, the two latest Division I coaches to meet their end. Which one of the two acted dumber leading to his departure? Who had dumber behavior that led to his departure as an FBS head football coach? Ed Orgeron or Nick Rolovich? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. You can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Who was flat out dumber? Ed Orgeron or Nick Rolovich? Because both of those situations were very preventable. Both were extremely avoidable. Yet both just could not help themselves in different respects. Which coach's behavior was dumber that led to his ouster? Ed Orgeron or Nick Rolovich? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. The thing with Ed Orgeron is, once he got divorced, and I don't know the reason that him and his wife got divorced after LSU won the national championship. It's none of my business, and I really don't care. Nobody should really care, to be quite honest. But if you're going to start playing the field and get back into the dating scene, you can't let that become publicly the priority. And it wasn't just getting back on the dating scene. He's like, he's, he's chasing women. There was one quote in the Athletic article where one of the LSU players said, we didn't know during a given week if Coach Orgeron was coming up with a game plan or setting up a pool party for one of his new ladies. I mean, that's pretty damning. When your locker room is saying, man, our coach is kind of a dog, and is he fully focused on us? That's a really bad look. That's an exceedingly bad look. I'm all for, hey, you've got the money. You're middle-aged. You're newly single. Ed, go get it, man. But you're also the highest-paid employee in the state of Louisiana. A state, by the way, in the depths of financial hell. There's a lot of pressure resting on you to get this thing right. 
There's a lot of people that look at you as the shining beacon in that state. And you've got young blondes posting Instagram photos of you spooning. Like, bro, have some common sense. It's the same thing with urban. You have to know that you're out in public and you're urban and you're in Columbus and there are women who are not your wife grinding on you. And in 2021, everybody has a camera in their pocket and a camera and a a recorder in their pocket. You've got to stop being dumb. And Orgeron didn't do anything wrong wanting to get back into the dating scene. What he did get wrong, and it was so avoidable, is letting women exceed his priorities of his job, the most important one of the state in Louisiana, as the head coach at LSU. That's just dumb. And could someone please, uh, why, nobody, nobody's there to advise them, like, hey man, you might want to not let these pictures get out. Like, stop being so, like, open with everything. I know he's gregarious, and that's his personality. But have some sense. But this is what happens with people in power. And I'm sure Ed Orgeron won the national championship, and he felt invincible. I can get any woman I want. I can say whatever I want. I can do whatever I want. Want to know why? Because I brought greatness to this institution and greatness to this state. And everybody knows and loves Ed Orgeron. And you develop a complex. And then you don't think clearly and you're not living in reality any longer. Ed Orgeron has not been living in reality for the last 15 months. And it's going to cost him his job at LSU. Now he's getting a lot of going away money. That's the one advantage he has over our other example in Nick Rolovich. Or I'm having a hard time explaining this one. It's one thing to be stubborn because you believe in something. I don't think Nick Rolovich actually believes in anything, though, not to get the vaccine. I think what happens is he's like most people. He's gone down a wormhole or he's just lazy. He's clearly misinformed. And he actually wasn't that interested in being a leader. Coaching football is one thing. To lead a college football program and set an example is a whole other thing. And to be the only coach in that league to not take that step, even if you weren't thrilled about it, that says not only a lot about Nick Rolovich, the leader, it says a lot about Nick Rolovich, the man. And I'm beginning to think Nick Rolovich, the man, might not be that smart. He got himself fired with cause, they're not going to pay him another cent two years into a five-year deal. That's exceedingly stupid. Which coach's dumb behavior was dumbest? Which coach's behavior was dumbest leading them to being out of a job? Ed Orgeron or Nick Rolovich? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And we'll check our poll on Twitter as well. Let's head to West Palm. Mike is there. Mike, you're on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Mike? Hey there. Uh, so I have a hard time comparing the two in, in terms of the situations. I, I mean, calling the Washington State coach dumb is almost comparing it to any employee out there that lost their job for not getting vaccinated so that that, that could well i also think, I think that's, that's kind of dumb too mike uh, well I, I think that's opinionated i think comparing it to what ed orgeron did was it, it's just no comparison what ed orgeron did was 
completely by choice and malicious, what he's doing in Washington State is making a choice for himself, maybe for his family, but it could all be opinionated. What Ed Orgeron did, there is no opinion. That was just stupid. Yeah, but and I appre- think Washington State has an opinion. I appreciate the call, Mike. I I'm not going to buy that. What what Nick Rolovich, like Mike said, what what he did, maybe it was for him and his family. How? Name me one way. Like, seriously, call right now. 888-760-3776. I'll hear you out. Name me one way in which Nick Rolovich not getting vaccinated is for him and his family, as Mike said. Nate, Nate, please, please, I'm begging you because I'm, I'm just I, I like to be enlightened, and if I'm, if I'm off on something here, like please tell me, Ken, you're off base. Here's why this is a good thing. Nick Rolovich not getting vaccinated, like every other coach in the Pac-12 did, like the vast majority of coaches in college football have done, like every coach in the NFL has done. Not getting vaccinated. Nick Rolovich, why is that good for him and his family? Because I just heard that, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how that actually is good. Because it, it, it has a high likelihood of, of keeping you from getting severely ill. Uh, no, but it's good he, he, he didn't get it. Now they're out $15 million. Oh, that's good for the family. They didn't need it. They're fine. They'll live off the land. I Listen, it is a matter of opinion whether or not you think it's a good decision or a bad decision to get vaccinated. But when you're the boss of a college football program, let's go to that macro level, okay? Let's go to that macro level. You have a coach who players get injured, and I guarantee you he's not questioning the painkillers that are injected into a player's body. I promise you that. I bet Nick Rolovich is more of the approach of, hey, what can we do for the kid to make sure he can get back out on the field? What course of action can we take? The trainer says, uh, let's, uh, let's numb it. Yeah, perfect, good. Yet Nick Rolovich, leader of men, a guy, by the way, who ripped scholarships away from players who decided to skip last year, which was their right because of the pandemic, a guy who said, hey, you're not tough enough to push through this and play for me? Well, you don't have a scholarship here at Washington State any longer. That same guy wasn't tough enough to get two shots separated four weeks apart and maybe be a little achy in the arm. That guy, that, that same guy, that same guy. Ah, he's hurt. Uh, can't, can't you just shoot him up in the locker room and get him back out on the field? Ah, you don't want to play through the pandemic? Uh, sorry, I got to take your scholarship. Ooh, I don't want a shot in my arm. Same guy. Same guy. That's where I have a hard time accepting Nick Rolovich. Which coach's behavior was dumber leading to his ouster? Ed Orgeron? Louisiana's biggest dog? Or Nick Rolovich? Washington's biggest coward? 888-760-3776. And you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. It is pretty overwhelming, in fact, on Twitter. We put up this poll where we asked, whose behavior leading to losing his job was dumber, Nick Rolovich or Ed Orgeron? 
Nick Rolovich right now coming in at 80%. 80% compared to Ed Orgeron. Like, Ed Orgeron clearly just lost his way. That was his, that, 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 that was his undoing. Him and his desire to play the scene, him and his want to play the field, that was his undoing. That's wild. I wonder how many college coaches that's actually happened to where the priority became women, where the priority became, hey, my dating life, and it derailed their coaching career. That's bizarre. But again, then there's Nick Rolovich. Think about it. The guy tried to go the religious exemption angle, and he's never once said why. That's the thing, too. This has been months. Never told anyone why he didn't want to get the vaccine. And hey, you're right. It is your choice. And it is my opinion, with my name on this show, I am of the opinion, because I am paid to give opinions, that that's coward stuff. And if you say you need to do more research, then you're clearly not doing any research. Because there's plenty out there to tell you that getting the vaccine is a good idea. And again, when you're a leader, you set an example. By Nick Rolovich, not only not getting the vaccine, it set his team back. It created a public health situation. And then, oh yeah, it caused him to lose his job, leaving all of those kids hanging and leaving those assistant coaches that did decide to get vaccinated just floating there wondering about their future. And then the other assistants that are walking out the door with Nick Rolovich, hey, just think about what you just did to your families, both by not getting the shot and by now not getting paid. Just think about that. Think about how exceedingly stupid that is. Think about how exceedingly dumb that is. No matter your thoughts on the vaccine, walked away from millions of dollars. Millions of dollars in a cushy gig, in a low-pressure college football job at Washington State. Like Nick Rolovich, to me, that's dumber than Ed Orgeron. At least Ed Orgeron has something to show for his head coaching tenure. Something significant to show. Though hitting on the pregnant wife of an LSU administrator, not good. Not great. But again, at least he hoisted a trophy. Nick Rolovich has a thick beard and a lot of time on his hands now. Which coach's dumb behavior was dumber? Led to his job being taken from him. Nick Rolovich or Ed Orgeron? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's bounce out to Lake Worth. That's where James is. Hey, James. Hey, how you doing? Good. Not, e- not even a question. It's got to be Nick. I mean, again... You have to sit there and just reiterate what you even said. I mean, it's an absolute selfish act on mm-hmm. his part. Yeah, He doesn't even consider the assistant coaches, the, not just the assistant coaches, but everybody that's involved in, in that he brought into that program. Yep. They're gone. They sat there. You know? They sat there, James, for months, all of them, in that football complex, and not one time did someone say, hey, you know what, maybe we should just save ourselves millions of dollars and keep our jobs and just go do this. It'll take 30 seconds out of our day. Not one time. Yeah, but, but you know what's 
who's going to hire him? Yeah, oh, if he's, he's not he's ever going to get vaccinated. Yeah. who's going to? Who would take a chance on that? Well, and here it goes, and it goes past just the vaccine, and what it goes to lot, is yeah. him not being a leader, like him. He, I mean, this is coward stuff right here. Yeah, sorry about that. It's coward stuff. And turn down your radio. I think we're having trouble hearing each other. But James, you're right. But it goes past, this is why he's not hireable, again, as a head coach, because it goes past the vaccine. And it goes to, if you're going to lack common sense, and if you're going to be a coward, and you're not going to set an example with this, what else are you not going to set an example for? That's flawed. Nick Rolovich is flawed. He's not hireable anymore because of the personality, the character he has shown via the decision not to get the shot. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Let's head back to Lakeworth, and that's where Stephen is. Hey, Stephen. Hey, how you doing? Dude? Good. My opinion is the baseball analytic people ought to take over the stats from the COVID, because when a 1,000 people catch it, how many were vaccinated, how many weren't? Give me exact numbers, and maybe I'll consider the vaccination. But they don't give you how many people catching it are vaccinated, how many dying are vaccinated, because they do not want you to hear that. Now, the, um, the, the, the CDC actually, uh, on Monday, put out a lot of those numbers. All it takes is a Google search. I haven't seen it. I'm not the best online, but I don't hear it. Uh, here, you know, I'll, I'll do you a favor. Think. If you if do you have access to a web browser? Like I'm I'm I, I I'm being legitimately serious. Do you have access to like, yes. a computer? Yes, I am. I'm a little technology challenged, but That's yes, fine. I do. If you find a, a web browser, go to Google.com and uh, search CDC COVID deaths vaccine. Just go from there, and what ha- what they put out on Monday, and they put it out most weeks. will be there for you. Okay, that that uh, but I, they have but they. On that site, it has how many people that were vaccinated are catching it, how many are dying yes, that have had vaccines. Are, there are very public studies from Israel, who are now on th- uh, three vaccine booster shots. The United Kingdom, which tracked it expertly, showing very, very drastic numbers comparing unvaccinated to vaccinated when it comes to hospitalizations and deaths. I mean, scientifically, there is absolutely no way to refute it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. It's all there for you. Just just use Google, okay? Okay. Awesome. Appreciate the call, and I'm glad that uh, we helped you find Google. Ugh. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I don't even know if I want to be giving out the number anymore. Ken Levick Alive here on ESPN 106.3. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. They've been doing it for 22 years. For those of you that speak Spanish, that's Bentidos. 22 years of helping the sports executives of tomorrow get their MBA in sport management. That's FAU.edu slash MBA sport. And here's the great thing about the FAU MBA sport management program. It uh, it is a course taken on campus in Boca at the beautiful Schmidt Family Complex right across from FAU Stadium. Or you can take it online. Wildly convenient. You could live in Washington and you could get your MBA in sport management from Florida Atlantic. And it's worth its weight in gold, to use an old-timey term, because you see that on a resume, and there are college conferences, there are FBS schools, there are college athletic departments, 
pro teams that see that and say, oh, oh, I know that program. Dr. Jim Reardon, he does a great job there. His students are always very prepared. That's the best part. I mean, you've got it in. It's your red carpet. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Use it to get into the sports industry. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. When we return, it's a... Another coaching discussion, a special coaches edition of Ken LeVick Alive, if you will, and then we'll have a lesson at the end, and I'll give you a PSA like they did in the old days when Doogie Hauser had a special episode about littering. When we come back, which state of Florida football coach is falling most short of expectations? Because there's a guy in Gainesville, could argue it, certainly a guy in the pros, down in Miami, you could argue. And then there's a guy in college, down in Miami, you could argue as well. Which Florida football coach is coming most short of expectations? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Captain Coppin and Joe Rigotti, I don't care. I'm dragging them down with me. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. So I'm glancing up at SportsCenter right now, and I see Ben Simmons' face. The 76ers have suspended Ben Simmons for one game because of conduct detrimental to the team. He was thrown out of practice today by Doc Rivers for, quote, not being engaged, end quote. He just didn't care, didn't want to work. This is one day after Ben Simmons was caught walking through drills at Sixers practice yesterday with his phone in his pocket. Man, that guy could not want out of Philadelphia more. They brought him back and he came back. They welcomed him back so he could make his money. They have got to trade him, and they have to trade him now. And they're going to have to take bargain basement for him, too. Nobody wants Ben Simmons. One, because he can't shoot. Two, because of petulant stuff like this. And three, because now, with him coming back to the Sixers and acting like this, he's driven his value straight into the ground. They're just going to have to cut ties with him. They're going to have to eat that money and cut ties with them. Wow. Ben Simmons, phone in the pocket during practice yesterday, just kind of roaming around at practice today, kicked out of practice, and already suspended a game by the team for conduct detrimental to the team. That should be a marriage that works. What could go wrong, Ben Simmons in the Sixers? Yikes. Couple of minutes away from Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. He's our sports agent insider and our sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive. But I have... A question that I was sort of pondering over this weekend is the Dolphins were in the throes of dying that slow death in London. But which state of Florida, football coach, college or pro, is falling the most short of expectations right now? Because you have Brian Flores, and let's be abundantly clear about something. The Dolphins should be 0-6 right now. If not for... A very opportune force fumble from Xavier and Howard at the 7 in week 1 against the Patriots. The Dolphins are 0-6. They deserve to be 0-6 right now. They don't have an offensive line. They don't have a defensive line other than Emmanuel Ogba. They don't have a running game. 
They don't have any sort of health. They have no depth. And oh yeah, they don't have their highest draft pick in the first round in this upcoming draft. Other than that, things are great. The Dolphins should be 0-6 right now for a team that was expected to challenge the Bills for the AFC East. Then there's Manny Diaz. And there's the Miami Hurricanes who haven't won an ACC game since December of last year at Duke. A Miami team that has absolutely no imagination on offense, despite, at the time, the hottest OC in the game, Brett Lashley, being brought in. They're a bore. But more than that, Manny Diaz and his defense, they're just flat-out bad. That's Manny's thing. He took back defensive coordinator duties to fix it, and it's gotten worse. They don't tackle. They talk about fundamentals every week, and nothing improves. And their chances at going to an ACC championship game, yeah, that's not happening. That's a big uh uh-uh. It's not just that the Canes lose, it's that they do stupid things to lose over and over and over and over and over again. They compound their own problems. But Manny Diaz, coming in, you went and you grabbed him back from Temple. I mean, this is worse than Al Golden. This is worse than the late Randy Shannon. He's frustrated. The program is in danger. And there's no way out because his buyout is huge. But then let me throw a surprise name into the mix here. Dan Mullen at Florida. And I want to read from CBSSports.com. This from Sunday. LSU, all its drama with Ed Orgeron. That's the team that beat Mullen's Gators on Saturday, 49-42. The decision to fire Orgeron will only make life more difficult for Mullen. Just like there must always be a Stark in Winterfell, there must always be an SEC coach on the hot seat. Orgeron had been holding that spot comfortably for a while. Now it belongs to Mullen. The problem Mullen faces is that Saturday was not an isolated incident. On the contrary, it marks the second straight season the Gators have lost to an LSU team in flux, and it drops them to 4-3 and three on the year, 2-3 and three in the SEC. The team's hopes of winning a division title are non-existent no matter what happens against Georgia, and we know what's going to happen there. And... The Gators fell out of the AP Top 25 for the first time since September 2018, Mullen's first season in Gainesville. Mullen's 33-12 at Florida, including 21-10 in the SEC. That's better than Jim McElwain when he got canned, but Mullen wasn't brought back to Gainesville to simply improve on McElwain. He's there to compete for national championships like he did when he was the offensive coordinator under Urban Meyer. And right now, the team feels like it's far away from that goal. Dan Mullen... I think it is time for legit discussion. At what point do you hang on to Todd Grantham as your defensive coordinator? At what point do you get away with some of these underwhelming recruiting classes? And what's going to happen now with Anthony Richardson? You've got Anthony Richardson, who Gators fans are pining for to play quarterback. He's seeing spot duty. played well against LSU. Dan Mullen won't commit to him. And you've got Lane Kiffin retweeting Anthony Richardson tweets, which leads you to believe, yeah, Ole Miss is going to be interested if Anthony Richardson hits the portal. Which team, or which coach, I should say, which state of Florida coach, college or pro, is falling most short of expectations? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Is it Brian Flores? Is it Manny Diaz? That's a close one. Or is it Dan Mullen? The Gators are not competing for national championships. That's the standard. Which one of those three, or maybe it's someone different, like Mike Norvell, you thought the turnaround at Florida State would be quicker. Maybe it's Urban Meyer. 
Grindy Herb. Maybe it's him. Just won his first game and needed some luck to do it. Which state of Florida coach is fallen way below expectations? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I figure that we should go to an authority on this, and we will continue on with the calls in just a moment. But I want to make sure we bring in someone that has spent years representing some of the biggest names in the NFL, including Patrick Peterson. He has been involved in countless cases involving athletes, involving teams. He has been right in the middle of it. Our sports agent insider, our sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive. It is Pat Lawler of Lawler & Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat, uh, let me just ask you what we were discussing. Uh, The coach in the state of Florida that has fallen most short of expectations for you is whom? Uh, that's tough, but I go Manny Diaz. Yeah, yeah. It, it just it it feels like there's no way out with that one, and that's the toughest part about it. Like, how do you fix that? Well, they've been trying for years. Can look at the history of the coaches. All of Randy Shannon and everybody sent Golden. Nobody can get out of that mess down there. It's just it's bizarre to be honest. It's the talent they get down there. And, and, and also bad luck. I mean, De'Ara King with the knee injury, now the shoulder. I mean, he tore it up at Houston. I saw him tear up my USF Bulls too many times. But, <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough, man. I, I, I feel for the guy. I like him as a person. It's just not working out. Uh, let's talk about Ed Orgeron. He's a lame duck now. He Ooh. is uh, – Ed Orgeron says that he's not going to coach next year. We'll see if that's actually the case. But uh, right after beating Florida Saturday, LSU announces that they're going to part ways. He is going to get a near $17 million uh, dollar buyout as part of that deal. But, boy, that whole thing got ugly, and it got ugly in a hurry. How does LSU proceed from here? Well, to quote Lee Corso, not so fast. <laughs> uh, I don't think he's going to last the season. I mean, when you got sexual uh, assault allegations that he covered yeah, allegedly up. covered yeah. up or didn't, uh, didn't push forward, uh, if that comes out, and which usually when there's a little bit, there's a lot, I don't think he's going to last the season. He better just drop out, get his payout before they start looking at something on cause because there's a lot of things coming out of LSU. I've talked to some people down there that the media haven't gotten a hold of yet. When they do, it's going to get real ugly. Yeah, the it feels like that athletic article over the weekend was just the tip of the iceberg there for uh, for Ed Orgeron. And if you remember, Les Miles left LSU, and then a lot of bad things followed him uh, out of there that cost him his job at Kansas. Uh, here with uh, Pat Lawler, Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, NFL agent, uh, someone who is very proficient in sports law. He is our sports agent insider, our sports law insider here on Ken Levick Alive, and you can uh, contact him at wanttolawyerup.com. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys for any personal injury. A matter, a decades of trial experience. It's Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. Nick Rolovich, a man that we know well, Pat Shun, former FAU athletic director now at Washington State, had to fire his head coach with cause last night because he would not get the COVID 19 vaccine. He will not get a cent of the remainder of his multi million dollar contract. What happens from here? Well, the thing I liked about it is the president was sitting right next to Pat Chun when they made the announcement, and he made comments about that it's scientific and fact-based on why they require this. With that being said, I don't think Nick has a really strong case. I mean, this is a mandatory provision coming from an emergency order from the governor, whether you like it or not. Uh, He didn't follow it, and so he was uh, let go for cause. Will there be a lawsuit? Yeah. 
Uh, will there be a payout, some type of workout? Workout? Yeah, but it's it's unfortunate. Uh, I don't mean to surprise you with this, but I do need to address it because we were talking about it with Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has been suspended a game for loafing in practice today. This after yesterday at 76ers practice, cameras caught him with his phone in his pocket, just sort of half-assing his way through different drills. Uh, the Sixers have a major decision to make with a guy who does not have a lot of value right now. If you're Rock Nation... How do you handle this with Ben Simmons, who clearly doesn't give a bleep? And if you're advising the Sixers, how do you go from here? Well, with Ben Simmons, it's a matter of he's hurting his reputation. I mean, he struggled, obviously, down the end. Uh, he's a player, though. I-, I would just, you know, tell him to just, uh, you know, go. And at some point, if it's just not feasible, just don't go anymore. But you got to make sure you have an arrangement with the Sixers that it's not better benefiting either one for him to be there with the Sixers they just need to get rid of him it's certain team chemistry yeah I mean Doc is Rivers is getting frustrated and he doesn't want that because they have a solid base with the other players and I think they just need to part ways as soon as possible yeah it's untenable at this point there's absolutely no way in which you can navigate your way out of this he is he has got to go even if his value is is completely floored at this point pat awesome stuff as always i did want to ask you real quick because we had a question from uh when you were on last uh, thursday uh a a listener wanted to know because we were talking about kyrie irving how do you ultimately think that this is going to resolve itself or is it going to resolve itself between kyrie the nba and brooklyn um, like, like the coach said, it's between Kyrie and New York City. Um, New York City's not changing its, uh, its requirements on vaccines. Um, yeah. And he's not going to get the vaccine. Uh, they need to suspend him with pay for the year. And, uh, because that's what it is. They, they can't do anything. Do you have him? He can't even practice, which means he really can't be in the team chemistry to go on the road. And they've got to put their foot down. Once again, it's different than Ben Simmons, but. I think I think they should get rid of him anyways. I think that you have, you know, Durant and the other players there, I think that they will work well together. He kind of just frustrates the team, in my opinion. I'd the, say get rid of them. Distractions are distractions are distractions, and there's certainly a lot of distractions right now, and a lot of them are, uh, are revolving around uh, COVID-19 mandates. And so uh, that one is going to be continued headache. This Ben Simmons thing is going to be fascinating, and Washington State versus Rolovich, we'll see if that actually does develop. Pat, Great, great work. I appreciate you as always. We'll talk next week, okay? Thanks, Ken. Y'all be good. Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Pat Lawler, our sports agent, sports law insider. He has been involved in plenty of NFL negotiations, plenty of Major League Baseball negotiations. He is well-versed in sports law. He just knows what the hell he's talking about, and he knows how to defend you, too, if you have a personal injury matter, whether it's slip and fall, whether it is an automobile accident, a boating accident, a motorcycle accident. uh, You can trust him. And his group over at Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys, they have your back. They want to fight for you. That's not always the case in the personal injury realm, but that is the case with Lawler and Associates, personal injury attorneys. Free consultation if you have a personal injury matter where you're seeking compensation. Wanttolawyerup.com. Wanttolawyerup.com. That'll side if they can take your case. They don't take your case unless they know they're going to win it for you, that they are going to be able to fight for you, that they are going to be able to use all their resources to make sure that you are going to get help. It's Lawler and Associates personal injury attorneys. Again, free consultation at wanttolawyerup.com. That's wanttolawyerup.com. In the state of Florida, which football coach 
is least meeting expectations right now? Which coach is falling most short of expectations? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Brian Flores, whose Dolphins team should be 0-6 when they enter the season as overwhelming favorites to go to the playoffs. Is it Manny Diaz, who hasn't beaten an ACC team since December of last year? And his team, the defensive maestro, his team doesn't play defense. Is it Urban Meyer, who finally able to get a win? But they've been straight out bad, and I said it yesterday, Captain Competent, but the Jaguars watching them Sunday, I can't believe the Dolphins lost to them because that's one of the worst watches I've ever seen from one team, the Jaguars. It, they struggle to do anything well, and that's a direct reflection on Urban Meyer. Or is it Dan Mullen? Is Dan Mullen the most disappointing coach right now in the state of Florida? A guy who is expected to come in, recruit the hell out of Gainesville, Florida guy, get five stars, run an exciting offense, put up points, compete for national championships, and this year he's not even going to sniff the SEC championship game. Which state of Florida football coach is right now Meeting expectations least. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's head to Jupiter. What's up, David? Yeah, you know, uh, well, your question is least meeting expectations. I don't think anybody expected the Jaguars to be any good. True. Surprised they're not. I think we expected the Dolphins to maybe compete for the playoffs and, you know, maybe push the Bills a little bit. But that was always with a big if. That was if Tua mm-hmm. panned out to be a good quarterback. And there was always a question mark there. So I don't think it's really the Dolphins either. Miami has stunk for a long time, <laughs> the, the Hurricanes. And, you know, we might have expected them to do a little better. The, the biggest expectation was probably for the Florida Gators. Yeah. And we saw this year they, they pushed Alabama. They, they have the talent, maybe the potential, and I think that that coach could take that team a lot farther than what, what they're performing on the field. And so to me, it's Dan Mullen has to be the, the one that is not meeting expectations the most. Yeah, and I think you talked through that really well, and you're right about Alabama because that's where I said to myself, and I called – the Gators' first game of the season. I was at the Swamp calling play-by-play of FAU in Florida, and the Gators didn't look overly impressive there. Nikosi Perry was able to throw on him. The defense looked just kind of meh. The quarterback's position was very much still up in the air, and I was like, man, Alabama's going to kill them. And then they almost came back and beat Alabama, and that's where I said, you know what? The Gators might have something. But since then, and it started in Lexington, and they haven't been able to figure it out, and it continued at Baton Rouge, That bad defense from last year has reared its head again, and appreciate the call, but there needs to be a major decision made on the defensive side of the ball for Florida. They are too talented to be producing the poor results that they're producing. And the recruiting classes, they haven't been great the last two cycles. And after Dan Mullen last year went on that crazy parade where after the loss to Texas A&M, he's demanding that Florida sell out the swap in the midst of the worst part of the pandemic to him trying to fight Eli Drinkwitz when Missouri came in to the swamp, to him getting a show cause penalty from the NCAA for recruiting violations, 
to him saying, oh, we didn't have to show up to the Cotton Bowl. We didn't have to be here, but we decided to. To shoe throwing in the fog. Like the Dan Mullen crazy parade was in full swing last year. So it's the, they're basically doing the same thing they did last year with a little less crazy. At least they were more fun when they were crazy last year. Maybe it is Dan Mullen. Like David might be right. And I never considered Mullen on the hot seat until I saw some of the post-mortem to the game against LSU. And I needed to be reminded that Florida's standard is national championships. That's not Miami's standard. That's not Florida State's standard anymore. That sure as hell is Florida's standard. And they're not close. And they really haven't been that close under Dan Mullen. The Florida coach, college or pro, that is least meeting expectations right now. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm. Hey, EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, it is still hot out. It is a little bit cooler today, which has been really nice, but we know what's going to happen. Give it two weeks, and that humidity is inexplicably going to be back. You know that there's 90-degree days in December. You know that it gets uncomfortable. Uh, and especially you snowbirds coming down, for you, 80 degrees is hot. Maybe down here we say, ah, this is good. Let's go for a hike. But those of you coming from Quebec, those of you coming from New York, 80 still hot, and it's 80 throughout the winter. And if that AC's not working, you are screwed. And that's where EDS Air Conditioning comes in. EDS is yes. EDS Air Conditioning. EDSAirConditioning.com. They've been doing it since 2006. They are family-owned and operated, and they're a train comfort specialist. It's hard to stop a train. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. All you have to do is go to edsairconditioning.com. Make sure your air conditioning is running well, especially for those of you that were up north during the summer. Your AC hasn't been functioning for quite some time. You might come back and it might just be, you might be bleep out of luck. It might be dead. That's what happens when you don't run an AC unit for an awful long time. They take care of your plumbing needs as well. That's EDS Air Conditioning. EDS is yes. Go to edsairconditioning.com. Ed in Jensen Beach. Ed, you're on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Ed? Hey Ken, hey uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out three guys there. First of all, the start with Dan Mullen. I agree with. I think I think it's all Dan Mullen. I think he completely is. It's a job. It's over his head. And he's not capable of handling it. But I also want to throw in a guy who probably no one is going to mention to you, but uh, because I'm an alumnus of uh, University of South Florida, I'm going to throw Jeff Scott in the mix. Oh wow, too. wow! So yeah, you're looks too. Like, uh, Jeff- yeah, he. I. I don't know. I just. I just thought that he'd have more talent there, and he'd be able to use it better. But the one point loss to Tulsa the other day was completely on coaching, completely. And then, uh, so it was, so it just shows that you know coming from the Davos Sweeney coaching tree isn't exactly a guarantee for success. So I, I really don't have much faith in him. But uh, but the unmitigated dumpster fire of disaster <laughs> has to be Manny Diaz. That, that University of Miami program that is just that's. That's pathetic. I mean, I, I don't remember it being this bad. I'm old enough to remember, but I don't remember it being this bad before Schnellenberger took over. So it was, Ooh. it was, it's just been terrible to watch what's going on there. Yeah, I'll hang up. Yeah, no, appreciate it, Ed. Uh, man, don't remember it being that bad before Schnellenberger got there. And they were talking about just ending the program before Schnellenberger got there. Uh, by the way, speaking of USF, and man, Ed has a short hook on Jeff Scott. Hey, look at the reports. Yahoo, Pete Thamel. FAU, according to reports, is headed to the American, headed to the AAC. Could happen 
as early as 2023, and it could be official by the end of the month. USF, FAU's coming for you, hacks. Look out. We're taking your football soul. You thought UCF was bad. Just wait till we steamroll you. Oh, man. Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. We'll be back, and we will give you an opportunity, speaking of FAU, for you to win tickets on FAU Ticket Tuesday. FAU, an already bowl-eligible and 6-1 and one UTEP, October 30th. We've got a four-pack of tickets your way, but you got to wait for me to say to call, and we'll do that when we come back. Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Here's Ken LaVica. Here's the Shams tweet. Sources tell me Doc Rivers asked Ben Simmons to join a defensive drill today. Simmons refused. Rivers asked again. Simmons said no again. Rivers then told Simmons he should go home, and Simmons dropped the ball and left. The process, am I right? That's how things are going right now at the 76ers. But hey, by all means, have a great season, Sixers fans, okay? Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3. Hey, the podcast, it's free. It's free, and it's wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to it, get it right to your phone. It's fun, I promise you. The Ken Levick alive podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, FAU is taking on UTEP. In a massive Conference USA battle, October 30th, that is next Saturday. This is huge. UTEP is already bowl eligible. They are competing for a Conference USA title. Florida Atlantic, if they win tomorrow at Charlotte, they'll be tied for first place in the East Division, and that sets up a huge battle next Saturday. Nikosi Perry and FAU taking on a UTEP at FAU Stadium. For tickets, go to FAUtickets.com or call 866-FAU-WALLS. But good news, because I'm a man of the people, and damn it do I love FAU, I have a four-pack of tickets for you right now. Four-pack of tickets for you and the family to go see FAU and UTEP, a huge Conference USA showdown the night before Halloween at FAU Stadium. We are taking the seventh caller right now, the seventh caller on FAU Ticket Tuesday at 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Who knows? When we do this giveaway in 2023, it might be to see FAU in an AAC battle against USF. You never know. USF, we're coming for you. But right now, seventh caller to see FAU and UTEP. That is going to be October 30th at FAU Stadium in Boca Raton. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. FAU Ticket Tuesday. That is how we do it. And a reminder, the Boca Raton Bowl, roofclaim.com. Boca Raton Bowl, December 18th, FAU Stadium, 11 a.m. Find out how to be a part of it. Find out how to be there for the biggest college football event in Palm Beach County. It is the roofclaim.com, Boca Raton Bowl. Go to roofclaimbocaratonbowl.com. That's roofclaimbocaratonbowl.com. FAU, UTEP, October 30th, 7th caller, 888 888-760-3776. That'll do it for us. Captain Competent is going to grab our winner. Ooh, it's so exciting. He's Captain Competent, Joe Rigotti. I'm Ken Levicka. We've been live on ESPN 106.3. Bye-bye.